Hello everyone and welcome back to the Morning Muse podcast. I'm your host Sierra if you are new here and if you're not, I'm so glad to have you guys back again for another episode. I know that I know that I say this every week, but I I'm honestly so happy that you guys are joining each week, tuning in each week to listen to me talk and listen to some great guests. And speaking of guests, today is another guest episode with the person who inspired me to create this podcast in the first place, Lily Rako. And Lily Rako is a holistic health coach, a podcaster, host of the 8020 podcast, and a YouTuber as well on the side. And I'm so happy to have her on to talk about all about making your health a priority and just taking care of yourself and why that is so important. I'm honestly could not be happier with this episode and this episode is honestly my favorite episode out of all the ones I've created because it's with the person who inspired me to create this podcast and I'm so excited to get for you guys to hear her talk and just hear what she has to say I'm so excited but yeah I'm gonna make this intro short so let's get on to today's episode with Lily Rayco Hi, Lily. Welcome to the show. Hi, Sierra. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on here. I've been wanting to have you on here for a while, so I'm really excited that you were finally here. Yeah, I'm so pumped. I, I appreciate you inviting me. Yeah. Well, Lily, tell my audience a little bit about yourself and who you are. Yeah, so hi, everyone. I'm Lily. I am a holistic health coach and content creator. Um, I started my YouTube, social media side of things when I was a senior in high school. So about four years ago, which is crazy. It like feels like yesterday and forever ago, all in the same breath. But, um, and then I got my holistic health coaching certification this past spring and I've kind of shifted my content within the past year or so to kind of match where I am now. Um, so there's been a lot of changes in my life and, you know, obviously from your teens to your twenties, there's so much happening. So, um, as I've shifted, so is my content and so is my audience. And, um, I'm really, you know, happy with where I am now with my whole like health, wellness, fitness, holistic lifestyle focused, um, content that I put out. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I've been following you on your YouTube channel for a while now, and you're honestly so inspirational. I love your content. And um, yeah, of course. Yeah. You're one of my favorite people to watch on YouTube, honestly, because you just, you're the way you've like shifted your path so drastically. It's really inspirational just to just like show people that, you know, you don't have to follow the typical path. So. Yeah. And that's one of my main messages and mantras. And it's kind of just come naturally because two years ago I was a sophomore in college and I was not really living my best life. I was um, surrounded by a lot of people that didn't really have my best interest at heart. And I didn't really know like my place. And I, I mean, ever since then, my whole life has shifted. And mm-hmm. um, like I said, so is my content. So it's cool that you kind of resonate with that. And yeah. um, just to hear you say that you enjoy my content. So I'm glad that I could be um, kind of be that for you. Yeah, of course. Um, one of my first questions is what made you want to like change from like going to college and now to get your IAM certificate and doing online college now? Yeah. So 
a lot of it goes back to, well, okay, half of it is just like the state of the world right now and just everything going on. So online college made the most sense for me. Um, And then another part of it was just that I was really unhappy with where I was in traditional college. I was really just honestly super anxious all the time. I was really depressed and I was not living my life to the fullest. I was maybe living my life at like 10% when I knew that I could live it at like 100% and feel really good doing it. And so after my fall semester of my sophomore year of college, I actually transferred back home. So this was fall of 2019. Um, After I took my finals and everything, I packed up my little corner of my sorority house that I (laughs) could put all my belongings in. And I packed up my little Honda and I was like, I'm coming home. I'm leaving here. And um, I had intentions to go back, you know, maybe the next, you know, take a break for one semester and then go back eventually. And then COVID happened. And I was like, you know what? Online school sounds really good. So I transferred to University of Maryland Global, which is a completely online um, campus. I live in Maryland. So, you know, UMD just made sense. And um during this kind of transitional period when I was figuring out if I wanted to go back to school, online college, whatever it may be, I decided to enroll at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, um, which is a holistic health coaching school. And the program's about a year long. Um, So for a period of time, I was doing my health coaching certification and college. For a point of time, I was just doing my IN certification and I absolutely love it. Well, I loved the program, but I love what the program taught me. Um, and it kind of opened so many doors for me to land where I am today. That's awesome. Now, could you like go through like like a brief overview of what your course at IAN was like? Yeah, so the um, Holistic Health Coaching Certification Program, I mean, there's so many like tiers to it. So what do you want to know? Well, um, like what does like, the initial process um, look like for somebody who wants to become a holistic health coach? Okay, so for someone who wants to enroll in the program, um, anybody can do it as long as you, I think that their only requirement is that you've graduated high school or over 18 or whatever it might be. Um, And there are people all ages, all walks of life that participate in the program. And that's something that I really enjoy about it because you can hear different people's perspectives. Whereas like maybe a traditional college campus, you get those different perspectives, but everyone's kind of in the same boat. You know, like you're all living in the same place. You're all doing exactly the same thing. You're going to the same parties. Mm-hmm. And um, this health coaching certification, even though it is all online, there's discussion posts and the Facebook page and you get to connect and meet people from all over the world. So that's incredible. But to go back to your original question, what does it look like to enroll? Um, you basically just fill out an application and, um, an admissions person, kind of like a rep will be in contact with you and they'll answer any questions. Um, if you're kind of interested in it, you can take a couple sample classes. They do webinars before the, like, I think sessions start every two months. So I think that there might be an October session because there was an August session. But anyway, um, you can do like a little webinar before the session, just kind of like learn more about it. Um, if you want to learn more about it for any of your listeners, you can actually um, just go ahead and like DM me on Instagram and I'll send you a link to a sample class and then that'll get you in contact with like an admissions counselor as well. But um, I have, you know, some contacts with IAN so I can get you connected in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen your 
like seen you like progress through your IEN through your YouTube and it's honestly amazing it sounds really like oh, a really cool you. program yeah yeah now, what it's, made you it's amazing want to, yeah what made you want to do IEN in the first place what drew you to it so what drew me to IEN I had always heard about it I've you know kind of followed health and wellness accounts health coaches on Instagram and ultimately I really just wanted to learn more about my body and what I can do to keep myself healthy. And because of my bad semester at school, um, I had really fallen into that typical college lifestyle, which is like drinking all the time, never sleeping, pulling all nighters, eating either dining hall food or like microwavable meals and like a ton of junk food. And I was like, this isn't me. Um, I know that I can live my life to the fullest. And I know that food is medicine and I want to learn how I can heal myself through food, through movement, through mindset, through connecting with the best me that I can possibly be. And I knew that IIN would teach me those things. So I never went into IIN wanting to be a health coach. I just wanted to learn more about myself and my body and, and how I could heal myself by myself. And about six weeks into the course, I realized that this information is so vital to I mean, just everybody's lifestyle, the life that we are told to live is just so far removed from like what we should be doing. Like we're all so far removed from our own bodies and like our own needs. And IAN teaches us to kind of come back to ourselves, check in with ourselves and focus on what we need today. So whether that's like going for a walk instead of scrolling your phone or um, eating whole real foods, nutritious meals, because that's what's going to make you feel good. Um, all that information like isn't taught in health class. No one tells you that you can use food to heal. And I was like, holy crap, people need to know this information. Girls, you know, women my age need to know this information. And so as soon as I could start taking clients last fall, I did. And I just kind of started slow with like friends and family members and kind of dipped my toe in the water there. Um, and then in January of this past year, I launched Lily Rico Health, which was my health coaching business, which I had no intention of launching until I realized that this information just has to be shared. Yeah. How did you feel? How did, how did like IAN make you feel as you were taking the course? Did you, could you tell a change when you, when you were like in those first six weeks? Oh yeah. I mean, it was, it was challenging and uncomfortable in the best way that I could ever imagine. Every mm -hmm. single week I was learning something new about myself. So whether that was, you know, how to use um, the different macronutrients and how to customize my plate, we learned over a hundred different dietary theories. And so every week we were learning a new diet. And so I'd kind of dip my toe in the water of all these different diets and kind of figure out what, what works for me. And something that that really, really stuck out to me with IAN is the term bioindividuality. That's kind of a core principle of the school. And bioindividuality teaches us that you and me are not the same and our bodies need completely different things. So what works for me isn't always going to work for you and vice versa. So the people who are vegan love to be vegan and that works for them. And the people who are paleo and eat meat all the time love to be paleo and that's what works for them. And there's no right or wrong way to do things as long as you're doing what's best for your body. And that's what, you know, really just honestly drew me into the school. And then that whole mantra just manifested itself all throughout the program. Um, so there's so many different 
elements to the program and I could go on and on and on. And I actually have an episode on my own podcast. Um, it's called 8020. If you guys want to listen to it, I'm sure Siri will probably link like my socials and stuff in the, yeah. in the show notes, but, um, but I go super, super in depth as to what I am encompasses and the different modules that you learn and all that, all that jazz. Um, I kind of forget your original question. I'm kind of rambling at this point, but, <laughs> no but yeah, I mean, from, you know, day one until the very last day that I graduated, I am not the same person. And I changed every single day and, and I still change to this day, probably every single day in the best way possible. Now, why do you think people should prioritize their health and their wellness? Oh my gosh, it's everything. If you feel well, if you wake up every morning and you are lucky enough to have breath in your lungs and, you know, are able to like put your feet on the floor and stand up. Like that is a blessing. And unless you take care of this body that you were given, you know, it's like everything else goes out the window. I just always think back to how unwell I felt my sophomore year of college. And, you know, I would physically get sick because I was mentally unwell. And um, I would like make myself sick because of the lifestyle that I was living. And ever since, you know, I, I truly hit rock bottom then. Um, and, and I never would like to go back to that position that I was in. And it was just junk food, alcohol, horrible self-esteem, um, just negative self-talk. And there's so much more than just like eating healthy and working out, you know, granted mm-hmm. that's a part of it, but it's the people that you surround yourself with. It's the accounts that you follow on social media. It's, um, I mean, granted, you know, the food that you put on your plate and there's just so many elements to it. And unless you put yourself first and your health first, it's really, really hard to serve others in your job. It's really, really hard to do well in school. It's really hard to be a good, you know, girlfriend or boyfriend or family member or, you know, whatever you are, unless you yourself feels well. So that is why I truly believe that, you know, your own personal wellness is absolutely everything. Yeah. And you mentioned about who you surround yourself with. Do you feel like you've surrounded yourself with a whole bunch of better, better quality people now that you've left college compared to the friendships that you had while you were in college? Yeah, um, I was really just kind of, I get, I'm not say like hanging with the wrong crowd, but I was just kind of like, college is so weird. And um, especially like Greek life in college is very weird. And, you know, you're kind of like thrust into this group of people that you don't necessarily know and you didn't necessarily choose and they kind of chose you and just, it's very strange. And like anybody who's like involved in Greek life listening to this will kind of understand just like what I'm kind of referring to, but um, I don't know, it's kind of weird. So you're, you surround yourself with these people that you don't necessarily have a lot in common with, but you're you're supposed to have a lot in common with. And I don't think that I, you know, in hindsight, I wish that I surrounded myself with, you know, in different activities or different organizations. So I like met different people. Um, but at the time I just didn't do that. And I also wasn't, you know, confident in myself enough to feel like I deserved good friends. Um, and so that was obviously really hard. And looking back, it's really sad um, to even say that. But, um, you know, I, I definitely had some good quality friendships and there are still a ton of people that I do keep in contact with, but there are also a lot of people that I keep in contact with now, um, that I wish that I was closer to when I, when I did go to traditional college. Um, but yeah, the friendships that I've made now 
are really more quality-based than quantity-based, which is super important. Yeah. Yeah. And do you believe quality over quantity? Oh yeah. Big time. I mean, if you have two really good quality friends, that is so much better than having 20 super low quality friends, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I get, I get what you mean. Yeah. Cause I, for me, I almost not something similar, but kind of like I transferred, I changed schools sophomore year of my high school at my old school. And then I came to a boarding school, which is completely separate from like the life I used to have. And oh, I bet. my, yeah. And my friendships here have like skyrocketed. And I found like, I found, feel like I found my people by coming here. Oh, I felt like I didn't have like a solid group. Like I didn't have like a close knit group of friends I could count on. And I never really hung out with them after school. But once I came here to my new school, I was like, oh my gosh, I've actually found some good quality people that I can trust and I can count on. And it's crazy how you're, you can really change the way you think about friendships by just hanging around the right people and having and yes. seeing how those people that will change you in the process as well. Oh, I love that you just said that because I mean, the friends that I have now have challenged me and changed me in the best way possible. Um, and I, I thought of something to say while you were talking, it might, it might come back to me now, but um, but yeah, I mean, just the people that you surround yourself are absolutely everything and it can totally like make or break you, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Now, what did prioritizing your health mean to you when you first started? Um, honestly, it meant an entire overhaul of my lifestyle, which sounds probably really overwhelming to a lot of people. <laughs> um, and oftentimes it really is. So I recommend that when people are trying to shift their lifestyle from, you know, what they view as unhealthy to what they view as healthy, um, start with like one thing, maybe two things max, and just work on those two things. And once you have those two things down, you can add another thing and then you can add another thing and then you can add another thing. Um, for me, I honestly can't even really remember like what was first or, you know, how my, how my list went down other than the fact that I was in this program that was, I don't want to say it was like telling me what to do as far as my health goes, because it really wasn't. I mean, everything that we learned was obviously like recommended for us to try, you know, they challenged us to really, you know, dip our toe in the water of everything that we learned. And and I definitely did that. Um, So I honestly couldn't tell you what was first, but some things that really um, worked for me and I still do um, are daily journaling and meditation sessions, yoga, um, finding, you know, movement that I love, um, home cooking, um, spending less time on social media is a big one. and a lot of it's like mental too, right? So if you believe that you can act like the best version of yourself, if you believe that you can eat well, because that's the best thing that you can do for you. If you believe that you can prioritize getting in, you know, 20, 30 minutes of movement every day, then you will be able to do it. Whereas if people are like, oh, I'm just not like a healthy person. You know, I just like, I just like food too much. It's like, that's awesome. But like, you're just setting yourself up to act that way. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like that, that positive self-talk kind of like hyping yourself up. Like I will 
work out today because it'll help me relieve stress, you know, stuff like that, rather than, oh, I have to work out. I'm going to actually skip it because I have a huge paper to write. And I feel like with our age group, that's kind of the, the mentality, right? Like, oh, well, right. I have to be at the bottom of my to-do list because I have all these other assignments to do, or because I have all these other things on my plate, where in order to do all these other things on your plate, if you put yourself at the top of your to-do list, then all these other things are going to be so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it's funny that you, that you mentioned that because I, the pet, like during quarantine, I wanted to make a change in my lifestyle and my health. And so I just started working out more. I found like, a, like, a, like you said, a movement that I found that I'd love to do, which is walking on the treadmill. It's, I love it so much, but I want to get into spin. I know. Yes. Yeah. I've been wanting to get into it lately, but don't know how yet. Probably do it in college, but yeah, I found an exercise that I love. And I've honestly like, cha- I've changed the way I see exercising because I used to hate it. I used to hate exercising so much. But now that I found like something that I like to do, it's really changed the way I view how I can make myself feel better and make myself stronger in the process. Yeah, for sure. And along with that, how do you think people should view exercising? I know you spoke about it a little bit, but yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, movement is medicine. Just like I said, food is medicine. Movement is totally medicine. Um, the people who are like, I'm just not like a workout type person. It's like, I believe this, but it's also true. Our bodies are made to move and we often sit at a desk all day, whether that be in school or studying or working, or, you know, you sit in a cubicle all day, or you're sitting to commute to work or commute to school or whatever it is. Um, we spend a lot of time sitting and we also spend like a lot of time hunched over on our phones and, um, you know, just like roll your shoulders back and like take a deep breath. That's like one of my favorite things to do. Um, but your body was made to move. And if you're not using your body the way that it's intended to be used, um, it's not, it's probably not going to be the best situation for you. Working out releases endorphins, um, which helps to alleviate stress and actually makes you happier. And I firmly believe that you will never, ever regret a workout. I've never walked out of a yoga class or a spin class or even just like a workout at home. Like I've never like walked out of my garage after like a quick little 10 minute home workout and been like, I wish I didn't do that because that just doesn't happen. Like you, everybody will totally I don't want to say enjoy workout because some people just don't enjoy working out and that's fine. Like Mm -hmm. if you don't enjoy it, then maybe you just haven't found the workout for you because there's truly something for everybody, whether that's like kayaking or going for nice walks, or maybe you have this mentality that like, you're not a runner, but in reality, you could totally be a runner if you switch that narrative. So I think that for the people who don't like to work out, they just haven't found the right fit for them yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, movement is, is, is medicine and the days when I don't work out, um, I am so much more stressed out. I feel really just kind of like down and, and also working out energizes you too. So rather than having, yeah. And so rather than having like a third cup of coffee, maybe just go for a walk, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it's exactly how I feel like I do my workouts in the mornings just because I hate working out in the afternoons. I have mm-hmm. to do it in the mornings. Otherwise I won't do it. <laughs> and that's one of the biggest thing I've noticed a change in like my energy and my mood throughout the day as well. Yeah, for sure. I am trying to get back into my morning workouts because yeah, me too. I've fallen off track too. 
<laughs> I, I'm just such like an afternoon workout person, but I will say like scheduling a morning workout helps to get me out of bed, Yeah, you know, cause it's like, you have places to be, you got things to do. And, and I do feel that, that good energy all throughout the day, but rather than kind of like waiting until my afternoon workout, you know, what has been like the biggest way, biggest change in the way you see health? Um, the biggest change in the way I see health, I have always been, my, my parents were very into health and wellness um, growing up. And so I've always viewed it in, I want to say like an essential way. Um, but obviously like as a young adult in college, like I mentioned before, the college lifestyle doesn't really set you up for success. And so obviously I kind of strayed from, you know, what I knew to be true about health. Um, and I also kind of needed to find my own footing and kind of find like what works for me, because like we talked about before by bio, bio individuality, what works for my parents isn't always going to work for me and vice versa. Um, so I always knew that it was super important to like eat well and whatnot, but not to the magnitude that I and taught me. So I guess the biggest change um, was just that I can do it my own way and I don't have to follow to a T someone else's uh someone else's story, you know, like you're allowed to write your own story. You're allowed to find what works for you. And you're allowed to kind of pull pieces and inspiration from different people, but you don't have to follow this exact person's, um, you know, root of health and wellness, just because it worked for them. Doesn't mean it is, that doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now adding on to that, what are the five things that you've seen improved your life over the past year or so? Okay. Things that I've added into my days. Um, definitely like meditation and journaling. Um, definitely just like home cooking. Um, I just made like a really yummy lunch before, before we hopped on this call. And I just like feel so much more energized. Whereas like, if I just grabbed like a bag of chips or something, I'd probably start to feel that crash right about now. Um, so yeah. Uh, meditation, journaling, home cooking, probably just I don't know if this is necessarily a habit, but more of like a mindset shift. I just enjoy life. Like I genuinely just in, like wake up every day and I'm just so grateful to be alive and just enjoying life. I don't know how to like express that into a habit, but just, I guess like a mindset. Um, oh gosh, what else? It's so hard to think back to like who I was before because that girl is just like so long gone. Um, so just- I'm trying to think of like little things that I do every single day, probably just like trying to keep my space as organized as possible. Um, if you have more clutter in your life, your life becomes more chaotic. Um, and probably just trying to be a little bit more social. I'm super introverted and, um, I recharge obviously by myself, but sometimes I, I'm honestly completely okay with spending like a week by myself. Like if you put me in a cabin in the woods by myself for a week, I would be totally fine. Um, and so just trying to do more things with friends. It's not like I'm antisocial, but I just thrive on my own. I'm very, very, very independent. Yeah, um, I feel that you too. Yeah, yeah. And so I, you, you probably get it, but um, yeah. just trying to be a little bit more social is definitely good for me. I wanted to ask some things about how you've like, like different like trends and different wellness like fads and stuff that have been going on over the past mm -hmm. couple of years that I want to see what your viewpoint is on it now that you've gone through your IAN certificate coaching and stuff like the first one is like how what is your viewpoint on like dieting and fasting 
So, okay. Fasting is, let me just preface it with this. Um, there are very beneficial aspects to every diet. Um, if you do it right. And if you do it under the supervision of someone who is either specialized in that diet or knows a lot about that diet. Um, we touched on fasting a little bit in IAN. I particularly do not uh, follow fasting for like health reasons. Obviously people sometimes fast for religious reasons. And obviously we're talking about like, you know, for um, dieting purposes, um, right. fasting is good for people who are trying to lose weight. Um, you know, intermittent fasting, fasting is really good because it kind of gives your digestive system a little bit of a break. Um, so I typically like to, and this is just for me personally, like we talked about before bioindividuality, um, the nights that I have an early dinner and I give my digestive system a break until like seven or eight in the morning, I feel the best. Um, so early dinner, maybe like five o'clock I'm done eating by like five 30 or six. And then I don't eat again for like 11 or 12 hours. That's when I feel really good. Um, because my digestive system has had a solid 12 to just kind of chill and, you know, do its thing in the morning, go to the bathroom, whatever. Um, so that's, you know, works for me. Um, I don't do that every day. I do it from time to time, but like I said, it works for some people, doesn't work for other, for other people. And yeah, that's kind of that. Do you believe like people should diet? Cause I know like dieting's from a, like a hot topic in the past. And sometimes even now with like people trying to follow like dieting plans from influencers and big uh, social media people. So what do you think about doing that? So like I mentioned before, every like diet has some sort of like, okay, probably it depends on the diet. Like there are hundreds, thousands of different diets. And so it's hard to speak on like every single one, but there's something out there for everybody. And when I, when I think of diet, you know, I'll just kind of like put out my definition of diet. I think of diet the way that you eat. And so my diet, the way that I eat, um, you know, could be considered a diet. I'm gluten-free. Um, I have a gluten intolerance. Um, I am kind of pescatarian. I, I've been eating more chicken recently just because that's, you know, what works for me. I'm kind of intuitive with my food. Um, so that's been working for me. I don't really eat red meat because it messes with my digestive system. So just a couple of things that, you know, some people might consider a diet. I don't consider any of those things a diet because it's just simply the way that I eat that makes me feel good. Um, so as far as like influencers promoting diets and stuff, if that works for them, that's great. But I think everybody just needs to find what works best for their individual body. Um, and sometimes, you know, people, you know, fall, okay. There's no quick fix. So when people are like, oh, you know, two weeks, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. There's no, there's no way that that can happen. Um, so if someone's promoting something that just sounds a little bit too good to be true, it probably is. That's like a good rule of thumb, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, like you have people who are certified in, in specific areas of health and wellness and they've been, you know, criticized because their diet doesn't follow a specific template. Um, but maybe their diet worked for thousands of people. And I don't know, I feel like what works for you works for you. And it's probably going to work for somebody else out there. Um, but if it doesn't, then don't do it. I don't know. I just, I feel like we all need to kind of like trust our gut and also mind our own business in, to some degree. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I want to ask how much does stress play into someone's health? Stress is a big, 
big part of, well, okay. Keeping your stress low is a big part of staying healthy. Um, stress cortisol is a stress hormone. And when that increases, uh, everything else gets thrown off. So if you're super stressed out about a big paper that you have due at the end of the week, you're probably going to struggle to sleep. You're probably going to reach for sugary foods and carbohydrates to kind of, uh, kind of like mask that stress in a way. It's just like a natural human response. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you do things to keep your stress low, like journaling, like meditation, like yoga, um, like eating whole real foods, you can help to kind of like mitigate that anxiety and that stress for the big paper that you have to do at the end of the week, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you have these stress management tips? Stress management, probably just like a couple of things that I just said, like journaling and meditation has been huge for me. I'm a, I'm a pretty high stress person to begin with and lots of little things tend to stress me out. Um, and so if I'm starting to feel super overwhelmed, I will just take some deep breaths um, or I'll put on a meditation. I love the um, superhuman app and um, it's like a subscription-based meditation service on your phone. And I love it. I do a meditation on there every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. And it's been huge as far as my stress relief goes. Um, yoga is also a big big part of my life and, um, just making sure that I'm eating well, because when I eat well, I feel good. And sleep. I know sleep is really, really important to health and making sure your body feels good. So what's your opinion on sleep? Oh, I mean, it's just everything that you just said. It's incredibly important, at least eight hours a night. Um, if not more, and if you're having trouble getting to sleep, get to the root of the problem rather than like, a lot of people just like take a sleeping pill or something. And, um, if you have trouble sleeping, there's probably other things going on. So definitely get to the, to the root of that problem. Yeah. And how does like not getting enough sleep or getting too much sleep impact the person's health, impact the person's health? Um, I feel like a lot of times all of these things kind of like fall under one category because they're all so interconnected. Um, and as we're talking, it might kind of sound like I'm repeating myself, but really just all of these things are so, so connected. Um, not getting enough sleep, obviously you're going to be super tired. You're going to be fatigued. You're probably going to reach for like more caffeine. You're not going to have enough energy to move your body. You're not going to be able to, um, have like a full cup is what I like to say. It's a metaphor. Um, you're not, and so you're not gonna be able to give to others as well. So then your relationships might suffer. Um, just kind of like this domino effect. If you're not resting your body, um, and then getting too much sleep is probably a sign of, it's one of the main signs of depression. Um, so if, you know, your friend or your roommate is oversleeping, it seems like, um, or just not getting out of bed, definitely check on them because there might be something, uh, deeper going on. Mm-hmm. Now I wanted to ask, what is your take on getting like IUDs, birth, birth control, et cetera, on women's health? Yeah. So, um, different things work for different people. Like we've talked about a lot in this um, podcast episode. Um, I personally, am not on birth control at the moment. It really messed with my hormones. And I think that, um, was the root of a lot of problems for me. So I can go a lot deeper into this topic, maybe, maybe a different day, but, um, but yeah, I, I recommend following accounts like, oh, let me pull up her Instagram so I don't get it wrong. Um, Maddie Miles is a huge advocate for um, like, oh, that's crazy. Her, as soon as I opened Instagram, like her post popped right up. 
that's that's so funny (laughs) it's like she heard me talking about her um yeah it's called her her username is the maddie miles and she's a hormone gal um so i recommend following accounts like that to kind of learn more about it i am not certified in hormones we briefly touched on it in iin um but as far as like my own personal research and my own personal body um i'm not on hormonal birth control at the moment um and i'm feeling very good about that decision so Aside from all the health stuff, I want to learn about how, how you like go throughout your day. So what is your morning routine like? So my morning routine, I typically try to wake up between like seven or eight um, recently and I journal first thing I meditate. Well, obviously like I go like brush my teeth and stuff. Okay. That's the very first thing I brush my teeth, um, go to the bathroom, wash my face, all that stuff. Um, and then I like to sit down in my bed with my journal And I typically like to do what I call a brain dump. And I just write down all my thoughts that are going on in my head at the moment. Um, And then after that, I open up the superhuman app and I do a meditation. After that is finished, I typically like to go make breakfast and I'll make either like a smoothie, depending on if I'm working out in the morning or I'll make like fruit Um, I like to do either just like a big glass of ice water or a glass of lemon water. Um, Lemon water is really good for digestion. So depending on like where I am in my cycle, um, sometimes my digestive system gets a little funky. So I like to do like lemon water just to kind of like detox the body before anything um, goes into it. And then I will do like fruit or a smoothie. Sometimes I'll do like avocado toast. Sometimes I'll do oatmeal with like almond butter and cinnamon. Um, and then I like to go sit outside and eat my breakfast. And obviously this is like weather permitting. Um, if it's nice out, I'll go sit outside and I'll, I'll sit in the sunshine for, you know, about 10, 15, 20 minutes before I start anything, um, in my day. And then after that, um, I'm typically like ready to go either do my workout if I have that going on, or I'm ready to start my work for the day. Um, I don't think our morning routine should be like super overcomplicated. I think like a lot of times if you just Google like morning routine on YouTube, people like to overcomplicate it. They're like, I do this thing and then I do this. And then it's like this 20, 30 step morning routine. And if you just have like three or four things that are, I mean, even less than that, um, that are critical to your morning and help you start the day on the right foot, just do those things. What is your night routine? Uh, My night routine. I'm not as like super strict with my night routine just because I, I don't know. I just, I don't really necessarily care about my night routine as much, but some things that I definitely do before bed, um, I have, uh, like a color changing lamp, um, and it's like remote controlled. So I'll do the orange light, um, while I'm reading and then I'll do the red light as I do like my nighttime meditation or when I call my boyfriend, um, and I'm in a long distance relationship, not to be like, I call my boyfriend every single night. Like that's the only time of day that we talk, um, <laughs> just around that. Um, so yeah, I will just put on my orange light, do my, uh, do, do a little reading, read a book, and then I'll do like a little meditation, call Sam, and then I'll turn out the light, go to bed. Oh, what does self-care look like to you? And what do you do for self-care? 
Um, self-care is honestly going back to this, you know, everything that I've said this whole episode, self-care is just completely and totally caring for yourself in every way that you possibly can. Um, so it doesn't necessarily have to be like face masks and like spa days. It can be as simple as, you know, waking up 30 minutes earlier to do your morning routine or making sure that you move today because you're super stressed out about something and you know that that's going to make you feel good. Do you think people should implement a weekly self-care routine? Um, yeah, sure. If that's something that works for you. Um, I definitely think that that would be great. I don't have like set things that I do every single week other than, I don't know, just kind of like my daily routine. Like I always know that I'm going to move my body. I know that I'm going to eat well. I know that I'm going to do, you know, this, that, and the other thing to take care of me. So I think that if a, if a weekly routine is, is what it takes for you, then you should definitely do it and maybe make a list of like, three or four things that you would love to do every single week that would make you feel good and stick to it. I love making lists. I think that they, you know, it's a, it's a way to hold yourself accountable. Um, yeah. So if that's what works for you, I would definitely recommend it. I wanted to ask you one more thing about like health wise and like everything with health. Um, so I know I have, I have allergies, like food allergies and just like pollen and dust and stuff. And so does my, mm-hmm. so does my mom. My mom has allergies as well. And how do people yeah. go about uh, finding what's causing those allergies, like different like food allergies? Like, um, I would say talk to your doctor. That's definitely a question for, <laughs> for a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, get allergy tested and, um, you know, see what comes up and mm-hmm. kind of go from there. Oh, what are some habits that you think you cannot live without? Um, kind of just like the stuff that I've already touched on, like movement, yeah. um, eating well, yoga, journaling, meditation, all that, all that really, really good stuff. And who inspires you each day to keep doing what you do? Who inspires me? Um, definitely my mom. She's definitely one of my biggest inspirations. Um, and then, you know, you guys are kind of just like the drive um, behind like why I do what I do. Um, Cause I could very much keep my whole journey private. And mm-hmm. I've definitely become a lot more private with what I post online just because of the state of the internet. But I love being able to share, you know, my journey and all the things that I do every single day to take care of me with, um, you know, like you, Sierra, my, you know, my, my subscribers, my clients, my listeners, um, just everybody is such like a, a driving inspirational force in my life. So I would definitely say you guys for sure. My last question for you for, you for today is what does going after your dream life mean to you? What does it mean to me? It means waking up every single day um, with the intention of trying to be the best you that you can be that day. Um, so if the best version of you would drink a green smoothie today, then you should probably drink a green smoothie. If the best version of you would, you know, call an old friend and mend that, you know, that friendship, then you should do that today. If the best version of you would, um, you know, try to get that dream job, then you should network and make those connections and do everything that you can today to get that dream job. Um, so yeah, that's what getting after your dreams looks like. Awesome. Well, where can my listeners find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram. My username is Lily Rayco. It's just L-I-L-Y-R-A-K-O-W. You can also find me on YouTube. Um, just search up Lily Rayco. You can listen to my podcast. It's called 8020 and it is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, and pretty much anywhere that you listen to podcasts. 
You can find me um, online, just a good old fashioned website. Um, it's just lilyrico.com. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Those are all my, all my connections, all my links. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Lily. Yeah. Thank you, Sierra. Well, you guys, that is it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to Lily Rako today. I will link her socials all down below in the description box so you guys can find her. I've linked her podcast, her website, and her personal Instagram down there so you guys can just check her out a little bit more. I'm so glad that I got to interview Lily today and I had such a great time recording with her. And yeah, and without further ado... Thank you guys for listening and please rate and review on Spotify and Apple because you can now rate on Spotify. I'm so happy for that. And go follow the podcast Instagram at the Morning Muse Podcast or on Instagram and just tag me whenever you listen. I'd be so happy to repost you guys on my stories over on the Instagram and I'm going to be more active over there. So check that out and I will see you guys next week. Bye guys.